Hi, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Haleybury podcast, A View from the Quad. I'm Anton. And I'm Molly. And together, we will be interviewing teachers to help gain their perspectives on a variety of topics, to give us an academic insight into life in general, and also to allow us to get to know our teachers better. So without further ado, we are joined today by Mr. Bond, Edward Bond. Hello, folks. Very good to join you. Thank you very much for having me. Of course, and I think it's important for our listeners to note that we have a little team working behind the scenes here, which consists of Miss Webb, myself and Anton, but Mr. Bond was actually the person who produced the idea of this podcast, so we thought it was only right for us to have him on the show. So thank you for joining us, and we wondered, could you please just give a brief introduction of who you are and what you teach? So I'm, as you've worked out, Mr. Bond, Um, I am the head of lower school. So I look after those 130 small people you see walking around the site, except by this stage, some of the year eights aren't quite so small. I've taught history at Halebury for 21 years. I have variously been the history teacher, the head of history, assistant director of studies, which was quite a misnomer for my role. Um, I've been a housemaster and I have been senior master that is that is a lot (laughs) 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 um where where were you born and and where were you raised so I'm an army brat so I was born in Germany and I spent the first four years of my life in first of all Bielefeld and then Detmold and then I moved with my family to Salisbury Plain if you're a UK resident you will know that that is army heartland um My dad flew helicopters, and when I was about eight, he got posted to Cyprus, where he had great fun in flying open-doored helicopters uh, from one end of the island to the other, including knocking us over when we were sailing. He happened to go over us when we were sailing, and he'd just buzz us and knock us over in the process. So we were there, then we came home after two and a half years. I went to prep school near Swindon, a place called Pinewood. Um, And then I went to Wellington College for five years and then to Durham, three years of history, one year of teacher training, uh, first teacher training post in inner city Sunderland, the biggest comprehensive in Sunderland, 1500 pupils, 300 to a year. Uh, And then in rural, former coal mining, County Durham. And then I came to Halebury. Wow, that is is quite a... A crazy past. Um, how how did you come to um, to history, um, and how did you develop your your love to that subject? I love reading, um, and my real passion is historical fiction. And probably my geek answer to this is when I was probably about ten or eleven, I really got stuck into um, Napoleonic War historical fiction. So C.S. Forrester, Alexander Kent, uh, Dudley Pope. Uh, were my go-to reading Bernard Cornwall Sharp series. Just, I love historical fiction. I still do. The entire Bernie Gunter series written by Philip Kerr is amongst my favourite reading. Um, I think there are 20 books of quiet crime noir set in Nazi Germany in the Cold War. That is, that's very interesting that you then, you made the jump to history from a love for books. So you always loved your subjects, but did you always want to be a teacher or did you have another dream job as a child? You see, part, part of me, I think still would love to be a lawyer. 
at various stages. Uh, I, I get rather lost in regulations to, to some of my colleagues' um, fascination how I can ever get stuck in. I'm a schools inspector, so I, I do know the school's regulations fairly well. But then if you see me in the classroom, I also love my teaching. Um, as my IB class know, I and my fifth form class particularly know, I, I just love being in the classroom with them and, and teaching them history. Yeah, that's what I, I heard from, from fellow pupils as well. Um, so now we're coming to our next section, uh, which is um, a section of rapid fire questions. Uh, um, we, we had that in every of our previous podcasts as well. Um, so let's directly dive into it. Do you prefer an ebook or a physical book? Um, I buy a Kindle. I use a Kindle so my wife doesn't realize how many books I buy. Russian or German history? German. What is one thing you can't live without? Food. Favorite historian? John Lewis Gaddis um, is definitely my favorite historian for various reasons. Um, I think some people think I worship him, which is not true. We can maybe find out a few more things about that quite quite soon. Um, do you believe in astrology? No, absolutely not. I think it's complete tosh. <laughs> Harsh words. Um, what's your favorite house in Haleybury? I think that's really harsh. I have tutored in three houses. Uh, I've tutored uh, four houses. Sorry, Allenby. Uh, I've tutored in Lawrence for one year. I was resident tutor in Bartle Frere for four years. I was housemaster of Bartle Frere for four years. And I was uh, assistant housemaster and tutor in Batten for four years. I think Bartle Frere wins Ooh. just on time spent and love for it. It's the only one I have the tie for still. That is, that is good. As a B Frere boy, I'm, I'm very proud there. Um, what's your favorite movie genre? I quite like um, anything historical. Uh, I wonder if that's a surprise to you at all. Uh, I like anything which will make me smile uh, as well. I'm quite happy to sit and watch um, anything like that. Can I say that I think movie genre might be a slightly trickier one. I think if you ask me what's my favorite um, box set, I would probably go with the West Wing. Oh. And Miss Webb is waving her hands in the air and I would go series one, two, six and seven. Our final question, that's quite a, I, I, have, I just have to ask, ask that question. Um, who's your favorite James Bond actor? I don't think I have one, actually. I don't love any of them enough to say they're the best. I love some of the Timothy Dalton films. Everyone hates Timothy Dalton, but actually I think his films work quite well. There are some horrendous Daniel Craig films, um, and there are also some good Daniel Craig films. Uh, Pierce Brosnan did okay. I don't like Roger Moore. Very detailed answers. Thank you for that. Um, so if we move on now to some slightly bigger questions. Now, before we had this interview, we actually talked to some members of your IB Lower Sixth class to because you don't you don't teach Anton or I. Um, so we kind of wondered, you know, what sort of things we should ask you. And we were actually pre-warned of your love for the historian Gaddis. Um, <laughs> so we wondered what what makes him your your favourite historian? Like what what's so inspirational to you? Because when I was at university, I can remember sitting in the library trying to read his book, uh, We Now Know, and falling asleep 
um, reading the first chapter and having to read it three times because I lost my way in it. But actually, once I finally trudged my way through the book, the concept of we now know is the whole idea, and the TOK IB is here, um, is all these things we didn't know until the Russian archives opened up. So we understood we had a picture of history through the 20th century, but actually some of that was conjecture or evidence from one side. But Gaddis worked through the Russian archives before they closed again uh, and built a better picture and understanding of the Cold War and reshaped the way people think uh, the Cold War began, putting the blame back onto Stalin and his insecurities, which is probably where we started, rather than in the 1960s, everything was Nazi American imperialists' fault. Sorry, long answer. No, no, it was very interesting. Um, and I think leading on from that, if you could have a drink with one person, this could be Gaddis now, if you could have a drink with one person who you've never met, who would you like it to be with? And they could be dead or alive. Um, I've actually forgotten their name. Um, so there was a, an American Second World War spy and British spy in World War II who shot her leg off by accident in her early 20s decided she still wanted to be an SOE spy, parachuted into Lyon, survived Klaus Barbie, uh, who was the most brutal of all uh, SS sort of Gestapo individuals. Miss Webb's gonna tell me her name now. Um, uh, Virginia Hall, there we go, it's flashed up on my screen. And then to escape Lyon, she one-legged in the middle of winter, trudged across the Pyrenees, dragging her leg, across the Pyrenees and got back to the UK. And Britain said, thank you very much. You've done your war service now. And she said, no, I haven't. So she joined up with OSS, the American one, and went back to France, having ground down her teeth and dyed her hair gray and went as a milkmaid to France for, the S for OSS to help with the invasion of D-Day. I think she is the most amazing historical figure, and there are many others, but she is my random historical figure. I would love to meet. She was then a, a key figure in the CIA, but I don't think the world was ever quite the same as the adrenaline of World War II for her. Uh, quite a figure. No, definitely, that's very interesting. And if you could ask her one question, what would you, what would you ask her? How, how the heck did you do all of that? and keep going and not decide you'd done your part. And why did you do that? Very interesting. What a moving story. So you were, you're a B for HM for um, four years, I think. Um, what is your best B for a memory? I think some of them are unrepeatable, actually. Um, <laughs> um, I think there are very special moments. Um, I, I have many pictures of my time as a resident tutor uh, with Peter Johns as the housemaster, uh, hugely memorable occasions. Um, again, I can't repeat some of them um, here. Um, they normally involve naughtiness from the boys, which we then had to undo uh, and, and deal with. And I'm not putting any ideas in anyone's head here. I think special moments uh, would be walking in at half past 10 at night, discover the upper sixth, having a drink with my wife, 
because they were expecting prefix beers and I wasn't there. And I think by that stage, she didn't know what the rules were. So she did it anyway, uh, which was brilliant. And then special moments like Jake Layton uh, probably was the only boy in the house. Matthew, my Matthew was born um, in the summer term, was a month old on speech day. He walked up to Catherine, Jake walked up to Catherine, removed Matthew from my wife and gave him to his mum. And Catherine to save Jake was the only boy who probably could got, got away with that. Um, and Matthew's first steps to Freddie Walker in the dormitory. So he took his first steps in the dormitory. So there are special moments as a family. Um, all the other ones I cannot say on this podcast. Maybe it's best to, to not know those, those stories. Um, coming back now to the subject that you're teaching um, at the moment, still history. Um, what is the most essential quality of an historian? Detail and accuracy. So you can't bluster your way through an answer. You need to be accurate and you need to care about knowing your information. Um, and then I can teach you the rest. If you, if you don't care about knowing your information and you don't want to be accurate, it's very hard for me to teach you the skills of the rest of being a historian. You've got to love the story. Precise answer. Um, my personal favorite traits about history is the fact that Although historians study the past, they can use this knowledge to understand what's happening at the moment or even in the future. Do you agree with me? Uh, absolutely. Um, we look at a world today of nationalism uh, growing, particularly about vaccines. Um, and yet, if you look at 1929, there was huge economic nationalism. And what was the impact on the world of economic nationalism? Vaccines, could that have the same impact? especially combined with tariffs which may follow. I've been reading Barack Obama's autobiography um, and his focus on internationalism is something which rings very true in my head. But then I recognize the impact globalism has had on certain economies in the world or certain areas of economies in countries. And okay, autom automation is often combined with globalism as being an evil. Um, but how do we deal with a changing world combined with nationalism, hugely important. And is there anything you're looking forward to? In the short term or the long term? Perhaps both. Uh, can I say that I'm so gutted I can't go skiing this Easter. Uh, the thing I most want to do is go skiing with my family. And I don't think that's going to happen for another year. Um, it's hugely fun whizzing down the slopes as a family. It's one of the few occasions where your children are actually quicker than you are. Yeah, it's quite fun. That's the thing I'm looking forward to. No, I think that's really important. I think especially family time, you know, during pandemic and things like this. So I think we miss them a lot more. A hundred percent. I agree with that. On a completely different note, you obviously have this huge love for reading. So what's the most inspirational book you've ever read? I don't think I have one book which is inspirational. I'm going to totally duck that one. Um, I'm not a literate to say that I have this book which is inspirational. I loved Conor Gulladan. I love Tom Clancy. Um, but that doesn't make them inspirational books. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that does make sense, 100%. Um, another uh, question which is now uh, going off topic. Um, 
what keeps you going in the pandemic, uh, which is hopefully going to be over very soon? Um, I was very lucky uh, during the last lockdown that I was um, looking after the key worker school. So throughout the lockdown, we had 10 or so lower school pupils on site. So whereas other people were very lonely, quite understandably, I was always surrounded by what I do day in, day out, which is have children around me. Uh, and it was lovely seeing their faces every day. Uh, particularly knowing um, what professions some of those parents were doing and how we were able to help them through that time. What can be going in the first lockdown? Um, the garden uh, of our house, but also the needs of the lower school pupils. There was, all, there was never a day that was quiet without requiring something. Uh, I'm someone, as people well know, who can't sit still at the best of times. Uh, and being busy makes me happy. That is a... Very good trait. Um, now, could you maybe tell us something about um, your time at Durham um, a University, which is, I think, really exciting. And uh, our uh, second episode um, with Miss Childs, she already um, told us a few stories about that university, um, but maybe you could add on some more. Okay, so what makes Durham special? Um, Durham is full of people who haven't quite got into Oxford or Cambridge, um, which absolutely true, and actually replicates the world of Oxford and Cambridge too, in that sense it's a collegiate university. Uh, I was at by far the best college, a college called Hatfield, which is right in the middle of the city. I had the nearest room to the history department, which was slightly embarrassing one time when I forgot to go to a seminar. And someone said, well, he actually has the nearest room. So they went to get me from my room for, for the seminar. The history department is absolutely brilliant at Durham. Uh, it's one of the best in the world. So I loved being taught um, by those individuals. Uh, Howell Harris, who's since retired, Professor Harris, uh, Professor Ratcliffe were, were amazing tutors uh, there. What did I do socially? I played university rugby uh, and I was involved in the University Christian Union. University rugby training in the snow at Maiden Castle will always be a memory uh, at Durham. Playing rugby um, away against big Geordies uh, up in the northeast um, on a Saturday afternoon, and then coming off the pitch and realizing it's a communal bath with a bunch of middle-aged men um, did not did not excite me. I think I went home dirty that day, um, not having not got in the bath. And we had to play free-flowing rugby because you ever got stuck in a ruck, you got stood on. So you try to avoid being tackled by just running or passing. So yeah, so memories of Durham would have been would have been playing rugby, uh, would have been um, being involved in the Christian Union. It would have involved history and making some great friends. Very memorable time up there. Uh, I have to say, I'm not one of those Durhamites who spent their time on the train going to Newcastle. There was plenty for me in Durham. It sounds like you really loved your time at university, which is, I think, maybe a good way to draw to an end this podcast because you had very good memories, which is nice for us all to hear, especially us lower sixth as we're embarking on our journey yeah. to apply to university now. Um, so thank you so much for joining our podcast today, Mr. Bond. And thank you to all the listeners. If you're returning, if this is your first time listening to us, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And have a wonderful week. Thanks, Mr. Bond. Thank you. Thank you all.